0: This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 121, and the quote of the day is from Steve Jobs, who said, the journey is the reward. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals, information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, and this session is brought to you by DW Drums. And as you know, I've been playing DW for years, and not only do they make great handcrafted drums, but they also sponsor and foster drumming initiatives all over the world, much like this podcast, and I'm grateful for that. Be sure to check them out at dwdrums.com. This session is also brought to you by Promark and the medium broomstick made of actual broomcorn. The medium is louder than a brush and capable of really heavy bass sound or really snappy snare sound. It's also great for instruments like the cajon as well. You can get more information at your local retailer or check out Promark.com. Listen, are you feeling frustrated or feeling discouraged or don't think that you're going to be able to reach your goals or don't know how to reach your goals, can't figure out how to break into the music industry, can't figure out how to get endorsements, can't figure out how to grow your business? I can definitely help you with all of that. I've been doing coaching and consulting for a while now, and I really love coaching, so I've decided to open up a few select spots for my one-on-one coaching program, and there's a few spots left, and the way that it works is we deal together on a month-to-month basis, and I do weekly check-ins with you, and I hold you accountable, and you, and I Really help you create a roadmap to help you achieve your goals and do the things that you really want to do. If that's something that you're interested in, shoot me an email at coaching at drummersresource.com. We'll set up a quick 15-minute Skype call to see if you're right for the coaching, to see if you can afford the coaching, and to see if you and I fit together and and really to see if I can help you. So again, if you're interested, check out coaching at drummersresource.com. Just shoot me a quick email and I'll get back to you and we will set up a Skype call. Now, the interview that I have today is mega, mega producer, engineer, songwriter, Ken Lewis. And Ken has 13 Grammy Award winners. 42 total nominations, 76 gold and platinum records, 60 number ones, and the list goes on, and the people who he's worked with is just insane, and I wanted to have him on the podcast for obvious reasons because he has a ton of experience in the business, and also he shares the secret to his success and serves up a ton of advice of, of mistakes that he sees people making and how people can break into the, the major label scene and all sorts of things. And the great thing is he's so humble and, and really just all about fostering and teaching and, and just getting the information out there so that other people can do what he's doing. So it's a great interview. I hope you dig it. And we're going to get right into it. The one and only Ken Lewis. Ken, what's happening, man? Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh Nick, great to see you, man. It's nice to do this in person because I don't I don't get to do a lot of them in person. A lot of times I end up doing them over Skype. So it's nice to to be in person. In, in person, you're a Jersey guy, so we're close. Um, yeah. for the listeners who don't know who you are, let's talk a little bit about uh about who you are and what you do. i love to get the backstory on the guests before, you know, before we get into everything. So
1: Sure. Uh Well, my backstory is uh, I've been in New York about 23 years. Uh, My main background is as a, uh, boy, I do a lot of different things for different people. I came up as a recording engineer and then uh, as a mix engineer. And the whole time I was producing, but I wasn't really trying to make a career of producing at the time. Uh, and then eventually recording and mixing led to doing like a session musician work and session vocal work and session arranging, which led to major label production and songwriting so that's kind of what I'm doing now is like producer songwriter mixer uh arranger, studio musician engineer uh sample creator and now educator uh, and uh uh, so I, I never have a, a lack of things to do or lack of work to keep me busy
0: well that 's good, yeah, because I know a lot of people are complaining about not having enough work, and I feel like you 're the guy that 's not complaining that you have too much work, but you always have you 're always wearing a bunch of different hats which which keeps definitely keeps you busy. So you would mention that you weren't originally looking to make a career out of this. What were you, so were you just looking at it as a hobby, or did you want to be playing more, or what, were, what well, were you looking to do?
1: Well, I think I always wanted to make a career out of it. I just never thought it would get to this. Right. You know, I mean, when you're, you know, I, I think when I was 18 years old, one of my Life goals, you know. When I sat down and was like, "All right, what do I want to accomplish with my life?" One of them was someday earn a gold record, and I've got seventy-six of them now. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, I went from I think I I worked on my first goal, which actually was a platinum record when I was twenty-three years old, and that kind of kicked it off, and uh, and I still keep getting them. So um. Now you, you know, mentioned
0: like, you didn't expect to to get to this. So where is let's let's just lay all your credentials out on the table. So what, in terms of the platinum records and the millions of records sold, and I know you you guys just got another one for the the Eminem record and
1: yeah yeah the Shady compilation. Um, so yeah I've I've uh, racked up some stuff. I got uh, I think seventy six gold records. I've got I've got credits on the Grammy people are really uh, uh, testy about the way you you describe this. I have credits on 43 Grammy nominations, but I am nominated by name seven times. Uh, I've never actually won a statue, but 13 of the nominations that I have credits on have won. Wow. So I've been up for seven statues, never won them, always uh, album of the year and record of the year. And uh, I've got a bunch of number one albums and singles that I've worked on. Right. And I've done all of that with all of the previous roles that I mentioned Every single one of those roles I've worked on a Grammy nominee mm-hmm. or a, and or a, a platinum record. So.
0: So now, when somebody looks at your credentials, I'm sure that the first thing they're going to think of is, "Man, I could never get to that level. It's such. It seems so so far away." So, what advice do you have for people that want to do exactly what you do?
1: Well, that's probably what I would have thought early on myself. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, if if you could have sent me back in time and said, like, look, dude, you're going to have 75 gold records. There's (laughs) would have been like, like, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, But, you know, if if you first off, if you can't imagine that you're capable of it, then you won't get there. But but for me, it it was a constant state of uh, setting big goals, often ridiculous goals, and then figuring out how to get there. Mm -hmm. And then once I was there, not being satisfied with, you know, having gotten there and setting even more ridiculous goals and big goals and then working to try and figure out how to get those. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, and, and when I say goals, I'm talking like, you know, five years from now, I want to do X or, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the, current one, I think that, that I'm working towards is, uh, you know, we just launched Music School Online, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping to make that a big success, and, and really impact people. I mean, I really want uh, to be able to bring back education uh, and the love of music to you know so many people who can't even get it in school anymore, right, or right. you know, think that they might want to play an instrument and just are, are scared to try. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving them a vehicle that's uh, you know, you can you can do it on your own time, in your own home, on the right. go, wherever and and super cheap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always, uh, with my stuff, I always set my price points so that it's accessible to everybody, because I don't want just the people who, are you know, come from means to be able to have access to music, which is sure. what's happened to music schools.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, Berkeley, I went to Berkeley College of Music when I was young. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it it seemed... Uh, incredibly expensive then but now it's over two hundred thousand dollars to get a degree from berkeley college of that's music insane. so i mean that's 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 just for the elite and yeah I, and uh you know for the the rest of everybody else that's who i'm really trying to help same with music school online the other goal uh that i've set that we're still working towards is uh i have a production partner that i do all my producing with brent colatallo and me and brent are the production team catalyst and uh and we keep getting really great gigs, but we haven't had that big, huge breakthrough as producers yet. Um, we've had a bunch of uh, what, what some people might think are major successes. I still see them as minor successes. We've produced for Eminem, Ciara, Future, X Ambassadors, uh, Jamie Foxx, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye, mm. J. Cole. Uh, s- some of those are really secondary, minor production roles, and some of them are the lead roles but i think uh the our breakout as as producers uh is coming it feels like feels like it's here it feels like we've been working towards this for years and years and years right I, I think that's one of the things that young beat makers and young people trying to get into this industry don't understand and that's one thing that i preach like this is a marathon it's not a sprint right every now and then somebody's going to come along and just you know strap a rocket to their back and just go from you know, obscurity to, you know, utter success in a really short period of time. And there are definitely the savants out there who just have some amazing gift that I certainly don't have. I've had to earn, you know, I've had to earn everything that I've gotten the really, really hard way. But, you know, so aside from the savants who are just, you know, have something magical that, that everybody else doesn't possess... You know, it's it's just about uh, uh, working to get there. So we keep working, and and it feels like we're getting to where we uh, think we belong. And, right. But it's taken as a producer, this has definitely been the biggest challenge for me. Is really breaking onto the level that I want to be as a producer. Right. You know, and uh, we've had a lot of successes, but. It, it, you know, I'm, I'm not happy. So the big one's coming. The, yeah, hopefully the big, hopefully the big one's coming, but that's, you know, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get these like, you know, I I try to answer my emails as as much as I possibly can, and every now and then you'll get this email like, you know, I'm 18 years old and I've been producing for two years and I. I You know, I haven't I haven't gotten any major label credits yet, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? (laughs) Are you serious right now? Two years, and you don't have a major label credit yet? You poor guy. Oh man, you know, (laughs) Jesus, I've been. I mean, I've I've seriously been trying to push my career, uh, push production uh, in my career to the forefront uh, for seven or eight years now right and I probably make about half my income from production now but uh, You know my goal is more like 80% of my income from production and I'm not there yet and mm-hmm. i and With with the start that I had with the career that I had already built You know segueing being a, a you know like a world-class mix engineer to trying to get to to be noted as a world-class producer has taken it's seven, eight years in the making. Right. It's you know, um, and and that's with you know thousands and thousands of professional hours logged uh, with my craft. So, mm-hmm. so you know the young guys out there who haven't caught a break yet and uh, are wondering, you know, when is my moment gonna come? Man, stick with it or Keep get working. out.
0: Yeah. Well, I read something. I read something yesterday. It was. The key to overnight success is working at it behind closed doors for 10 years, (laughs) you know, and then you'll be, that's how you become an overnight success. Right. And,
1: and that's like my my wife and I's running jokes. She's like, she's like, oh, don't worry, honey, you'll be an overnight success in no time (laughs) flat. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and, and it's just, man, I mean, this, this business was incredibly difficult when I got into it and it's certainly gotten even harder to get, you know, a foothold, but it's you know, the, the thing you always got to keep in mind is somebody's going to make that breakthrough, so why not you? Exactly. You know, and uh, and if you can't envision yourself being there, you're never going to get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you envision yourself being there, but you don't put in the work or and set the goals and do the things that you're going to need to do to get there, then you're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think one of those things, which has been somewhat undone by the internet, but certainly uh, not completely at all, is putting yourself in the right place. Right. You know, guys from Iowa email me, and they're like, you know, what should I do? Move. Get the heck out (laughs) of Iowa, if you're serious. (laughs) I mean, even if you're a savant, if you're in Iowa, people don't remember you. Right. Like, you know, if you wrote a number one single and you live in Iowa, okay, you can live in Iowa if you just wrote a number one single. Right. But... uh. The, but even having said that, the opportunities that are going to come your way if you are not in the thick of things are going to be greatly reduced. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, most of the music industry has moved to uh, Los Angeles, and there's still a there's still a good strong foothold in New York, but nothing like what's happening in LA. And I was just out in LA on a songwriting trip uh, with my production partner, and uh, and it's it's really even it's funny to see people in the L.A. music scene almost discount New York now. Right. They're like, why aren't you out here? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because I'm incredibly busy in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the few people that are left here are working like dogs. <laughs> right. So, you know, I could go out to to L.A. and be, you know, a smaller fish in a much bigger pond, or I could stay here and, and uh, you know, be the bigger fish in the pond um, and then go out there occasionally. But, uh uh yeah, it's it's a really weird time in the music industry right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree that, you know, getting into that scene, New York, L.A., Nashville, somewhere. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Um. Th-
1: those are really the biggies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, there's good secondary markets, but if you're not in one of those places, chances are you're going to have a really tough go of getting the types of gigs that you want. Right. Because even like for us going out to L.A., the opportunities that opened up for us there, uh, you know, we could not have stayed in New York, which is one of the hearts of the music industry, and gotten some of those opportunities that we got last week just because we jumped on a plane and went to the right place. Right. So, you know, even if you're from the, the heartland or you're not from one of these places, you you better start networking with people there and take a few trips out there and take meetings and try and set up sessions and network mm-hmm. and do whatever you can. And maybe if you make enough of the right connections, you'll say to yourself, like, okay, now it's time to move out. I'm right. really holding myself back if I don't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the Internet, I think the Internet uh, dissolves
0: some of those lines, but not all of them. Right. You know. So how do you – there's a couple things that I want to touch on. One – um, how do you suggest, say, if I wanted to go out there because I don't have any, you know, I have no production credits or anything like that, other than just work I've done on my own records. But sure. so if if just, let's just take me as an example, and I wanted to go to LA and I wanted to start connecting to people with people and started, you know, hooking up sessions and and all. Just let's just say I had a, a I knew how to do the stuff, but sure. I didn't have any credits or anything like that. Sure. How would you suggest that I started to go do that? Well, I think.
1: Uh, you know, before you go out there, start, you know, some people just are not accessible at all. Right. I mean, even to me, I, people who absolutely should be returning my phone calls and emails, a lot of those people don't. And I'd scratch my head every day and I'm like, why on earth is this person not getting (laughs) back to me? Uh, I don't get it. So, you know, A, you've got to understand and accept that, uh, most doors will not be open to you, mm-hmm. um, and, y- and you you as discouraging as that is, and it's easy to say you know don't let it discourage you. Of course, it's going to discourage you. Nobody wants to be ignored or said no to or you know had their stuff poorly critiqued. But that stuff is going to happen. You, you know you got to you got to grow a really thick skin in this industry, and you got to just you know I, I look at it as like the the Kanye effect, like like. Kanye gets fuel from people telling him he can't do things, right? Or that he's not going to accomplish something. That that's been his fuel for as long as I have known him. Before he was a famous artist, mm-hmm. um, when he was just a producer with a few good credits trying to make his way in the in the world, he always a he always knew that he would be in the place that he is now. Right. Um, generally speaking, and B he used all of the the negative energy of the industry and the the walls that are constantly thrown up at you as fuel Mm -hmm. and I I, I'm I I don't use it in the same way that he does (laughs) but I think I'm a much happier person overall um but uh but I you know but I don't take those those negative occurrences as uh you know as uh roadblocks Mm -hmm. you just gotta you know somebody says no or ignores you you gotta go to the next door Hit, you know, hit somebody up on Facebook or Twitter or email or however you can get to them and just network, mm-hmm. find people and meet people and talk to people. And, but the, you know, the other thing that you, you got to remember is, um, that, uh, you've still got to be professional about it. Right. Like the, the number of people that approach me, like we're friends or like we're peers or like we're uh, you know that I don't know them from from anybody who are like, Yo Ken, what's up, man? You know, listen to my listen to my beats, and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Right. Like I've, I've, dude, I've I've worked my ass off. Right. You don't own my time, and you know, and so many people get offended if you're like, Look, I don't have time for this. Right. But it's you know the busiest people in the industry don't. And if I did listen to everything that everybody wanted me to listen to, that's all I would ever do. Right. So you know you you've got to kind of get used to even people like me who are generally really accessible going like look dude I don't have time for this
0: right and, it's, it's, and I think it's on the approach too because there's you know for me in in this business I I can't even count how many people I've cold called or cold emailed right you know and it's never yo man what's happening right. like we're buds you know it's like hey I real I introduce myself I say you know I really respect your work I would love to maybe. I'll be in LA next week. I would love to maybe buy you a coffee if you have a chance or, or something like that. Anything or, or maybe, hey, I know that you're coming to New York, New York and you have this thing going on. Is there any way I can help you promote it? Right. Is there any way that I can add value to what you're doing? I'm not going to email somebody that I don't know, especially somebody that's on a different level than I am, and say, can you do this for me? Right. You know, I'm going to see what I can do to help them, yeah. and and see what you know what mutually beneficial relationship you can create out of right. it.
1: Right. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't be shocked, but the general listener would be shocked at how few people actually do that. Right. And uh, I, yeah, it's it's a, it's really amazing that um, I think the the accessibility of social media has really made people stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't mean that in a in a dumb context. I mean like you don't think about how you're getting to people. Like you know, because I, I run a studio and and uh, some and I employ people. I get people asking me for jobs all the time on Facebook. Right. On you know like yo Ken, you need an intern. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Do you think I would? I mean to me that right there. An approach like that ends the conversation automatically it disqualified starts. because anybody who cannot approach me in a in a professional manner, why would I let them around my gear or my clients or right. my sounds or my files or mm-hmm. anything that holds high value to me how could I possibly trust you to be professional around my clients if you can't be professional in your approach to me yeah I mean I do
0: artist relations stuff for for a drumstick company and it's like people send in messages on Facebook and say, yo, what's up with an endorsement? Yeah, that's <laughs> literally, that's all, that, oh my that's all it says. It's like, sure. How many pairs would you, how many pairs do you need? Well, just, <laughs> let let, me, just send let it. me get right on that for you. <laughs> yeah. Let it's... me drop everything. And it's not, And and I'm not, and I don't, neither one of us are saying this to belittle people's efforts. We're saying if you're going to do this and you really are serious about it, then you have to be professional. Yeah, you have to approach it, and pro- it's no different than if you were trying to get a job at a finance company. That's exactly correct. And you would have to, you would have to go through the process of, of, not necessarily applying in the music industry, but you have to go through, you know, sort your quote unquote resume and showing your resume and showing what you can do and showing what you can offer, not just walking in and say, "Hey, can I get a job?" Right. You know. Right. And and to to the resume
1: point. Uh, especially in the the music industry so many people put so much fluff on their damn resume it's like nobody cares if you have a home studio everybody has a home studio right nobody cares if you made somebody's mixtape because everybody's made a mixtape it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter you know when I when I see a three-page resume coming in that doesn't have anything of importance I'm like I don't I don't really care what software you know I'll ask you in a interview if I'm concerned. Right. I, I care. Like, For me, one of the number one things that I can see on a resume for somebody who's looking for an internship, and I am not looking for interns right now, so please don't apply, um, But, but uh, is I want to see other work experience. I want to see that other people trusted you at a job. Like When I see somebody as a bank teller, on you know on their resume that they're now looking for an internship to me that's great like oh you spent a year and a half as a bank teller they trusted you around that much money for a year and a half right okay I'm gonna check that reference right and if and if that reference says yeah he was a good employee or she was a good employee that's gonna take way up my radar over yeah. you know well I I, uh, I made a mixtape and and I you know I have Pro Tools at home right um so and I think all that goes back to. The, the entire professionalism of the of the whole picture of what you're trying to get a hold. Now, if you're, you know, just a young producer, a beat maker, or, you know, musician or artist or whatever, and you're trying to make it in the world, you're not, you know, you're not putting bank teller on your resume to try and connect with somebody in L.A., but still, you know, the, the idea of an, the approach being, you know, Short to the point, cordial and professional Mm -hmm. should absolutely be like a complete no brainer. But it it seems to really escape a lot of people. So if you're listening and this is you, you know, take notes, just, you know, treat people the way if you were in that position, you would want them to treat you. Right. And, uh, you know, would you even want to be hired by somebody who would hire you after going like, yo, give me a job?
0: Like, okay, sure. What?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I kid you
0: not. I've literally had. Oh, I know. I get. <laughs> I get it too. And you know, it, it reminds me when I was in college, I started a booking agency. So not like a bookie agency, right, But a right. booking agency. So I was booking bands and DJs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I knew nothing about the business. So I, what did I do? I cold called and cold emailed people. You know, professional letter emailed out. I would love to talk to you. One guy said, "Sure, come on out." I went and went to his office, and he said, "You know the the." The reason why I took your email or read your email and and asked you to come out is because you were so professional in your email. And he said, That's one of the things that if you're gonna start a booking agency and you're gonna go out and you're gonna be talking to clubs and everything, the first thing you have to do is appear professional. And it doesn't matter how big your agency is or anything, but you have to at least give the impression that you're a professional, you're gonna work hard, and you're gonna give them a quality product, right. and that always stuck with me, and that was sort of at the time where, you know, he's like, spend the money on letterhead, spend the money on business cards, spend the money on all that stuff that is going to give you a more professional look. Now, I, you know, business cards and letterhead are sort of starting to be dated, you know, sure. but just, just your, your presence and even your social media presence and all that stuff now is that, you know, if you're not going to look professional there, chances are you're not very professional in the way that you act, Right. you know? right. Um, and, you know, you you had mentioned something before, and I think that all of this this ties in. In the beginning of the interview, you had mentioned about goal setting, and I'm really fascinated by goal setting achievement and, and habit formation and things like that. So are you the type of person that writes down your goals, reviews them every day, uh, that kind of thing, or is it something that you just have in the back of your mind that, you, that is always just churning? I think it's,
1: it's more so the back of my mind. I used to, certainly when I was younger, I think you know I would I would take like the new year's to sit down and go like okay where am I at and where do I want to go right. and I and I used to make you know notes and you know I'd probably would never go back and read them again but the act of actually sitting down and consolidating your ideas and your hopes and your dreams and your goals and writing them down and committing to yourself like okay This is where I'm at. This is where I want to go. This is my plan to get there. Uh, Even if I put that paper away and never look at it again, now that's kind of ingrained in me and I've set a bar for myself like, all right, I I said I'd do it now. I have to figure out how to jump over it. Right. So, but I mean, I have the closest I would get to that is just like daily to-do lists. I think when I do them together really helped me because i've i've got so many things going on in so many different directions that i genuinely forget about really important things right so so you know having kind of the like the laundry list of stuff to take off makes you a lot more efficient because you can kind of strategize how to kind of get through your day but
0: right admittedly i never i used to never write anything down and i started dating my you know i started dating my wife And she was like, "You don't write anything down." I was like, "No, I don't forget anything." (laughs) And as I started getting busier, she's like, "Did you do?" I was like, "No, I forgot to do that." And so now it's like I write everything down, and but it's everything is so concise now, and I don't have to think about what I have to do. I just look at the list. Okay, here's what I need to do. I write. I mean, I write. Review my goals every day just to sort of keep them keep them present. Yeah. Uh, But I love the fact that that you said that you used to write at least write them down and and they're back of mind. And, and you know, one thing I always preach is like everything that you do throughout the day, it's either getting you closer or farther away from your goals, you know, and having this to-do list and having the, having the, the frame of mind of saying, okay, these are the things I need to get done today. And that's going to keep me on the path of getting closer and getting closer to my goals.
1: Yeah. It's important. It, It works for me. And I, you know, I don't do it all the time, but I notice when I do put them down, I get through more of them, right? And uh, and you know, be, you're you're always going to have the constant daily distractions and getting pulled in a gazillion directions. And then you go back to that list and you're like, oh God, I totally forgot to email this person, or I totally forgot to call and make sure the electric company doesn't turn the lights off, right? And you know, whatever it is,
0: um, and uh, yeah. So goals, write them down, people. <laughs> so I want to switch gears a little bit because speaking of goals, you've Finally finished a very long project that Oof. that you've been working on, music yeah. school online. So you already have audio school online, which is a way that you teach people how to, how to produce and engineer and and sound. Well, why don't you explain it? Yeah. So audio school online's been running almost four years now, and
1: it's so basically I create long form video tutorials showing people how to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Most most of the tutorials are are. Uh, mixing tutorials learning how to mix or learning specific facets of learning how to mix but I also have production tutorials I have uh of you know editing and recording and 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 organization and and uh, you know some of them are just different like a- advice like this is this is what I do this is how I do it this is how I got there and this is what you should do and and some of them are some of my favorites are I I created this uh uh they're called the I call them the ten minute drills. So it's it's a it's a ten minute mixing drill, and I put it together in six different stages. So so I list it as like intern, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, Jedi. Right. And you start at intern, and you have four tracks to mix in ten. You know you have a song, you have the same song for six stages, and intern you're trying to balance four different tracks, and then freshman you. Approach it a different. You have a whole different, you know, set of things, but it's the same song. And and you build your skill levels, but you do it like on a timed clock. And and I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but but all of these things, I think I've I think I've come up with some really innovative ways that uh, take you know my 20 plus experience years of of doing this professionally and showing you how to get the skill level much quicker. Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I had to t- basically teach myself all sure. of this stuff through trial and error over years and years and years, and I'm taking all of that kind of trial and error and dispensing it down into these uh, tutorials, and and you know, you always get the like, well, you know, you don't really tell people what you do, and I'm like, look, man, I could tell you every single thing that I do, and you're still not gonna do what I do. You're gonna take that knowledge and you're gonna make it your own, and you're gonna make your own decisions, right? And I've got work the rest of my life. I, you know, <laughs> I have so many different paths to walk down. And, and you know, I, and uh, so I'm not ever really worried about uh, finding my next gig. Uh, so I just put all my information out there. And, and now with Music School Online, we're trying to do the same thing, but for music. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was my wife's idea. She, you know, we were talking about Audio School Online one night. and She's like, why don't you do that for, for music? We could teach instruments. And I'm like... Well, I never really thought about that. How would we do that? And we started brainstorming, and so a, f- a few of the the core things that that we wanted to focus on as a as a school and as a company is I, I don't want music education for the few. You know, I I, I think if you take a pool of a hundred people who think they might be interested in music and learning an instrument, you know inevitably 96 of those people are going to do it for fun and enjoyment mm-hmm. and four of them are going to get really serious and become great musicians and the site offers paths for for both of those you know i want to basically find the people who either are not getting a music education in school because it doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. and but you know you still have that passion for it and you still you know how do like how do kids even get exposed to music nowadays it's
0: it's, it's hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, my, like, take my, my high school back home. Uh, I'm calling you out, Lakota. Uh, Lakota School District in, in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio is where I was born and raised and went to school. You know, solid, middle-class uh, school district in a, in a good area with, you know, with a taxpayer base. And, and they have cut almost their entire music program for every single student I think they now get 12 music classes a year total. Jeez. And, and this is like a, it's not a wealthy district, but they got money. They right, got, right. You know, they're, they, it's, a, it's a good area. And, and so to look at that and go, like Lakota's only get, giving 12 music classes a year, that's not going to teach you anything, and that's not going to instill the love of music in so many people who want it. And, I mean, I wouldn't be here sitting here talking to you or have the career that I have had my school not nurtured my love of music from, you know, kindergarten through elementary school to junior school to high school. I was always in music classes and always absorbed in it. And then you had, I didn't do school band, but school band was a great outlet and choir. And a lot of those things just don't even exist anymore. So Mm -hmm. what do people do? So I'm really trying to find those people and, you know, the people that are like, you know, I, I wonder what it would be like. I would love to play guitar, or I'd love to play piano, or sing. I just, I don't know how to get there, or I don't know how to start, and I'm, I'm afraid. And you know, uh, and I, so I want to find those people and make it really, really easy and fun for them to learn to play. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and the thing that I like about Music School Online is it's not. It's not just like some hacks playing instruments that are teaching play. Like everybody (laughs) has major label credits. They've played on Grammy award-winning records. They've played on Grammy-nominated records. And so what are all the instruments that you guys teach on there?
1: So we teach uh, piano, voice, guitar, bass, drums, rhythm section, um, extensive music theory, and uh, and then we have an animated uh, MSO Kids uh, Mm. episodes. Uh, So in the MSO Kids episodes are target like, I think like four to eight year olds, maybe nine year olds. Uh, And those are more like music appreciation with a little bit of, uh, you know, learning how to play music. And we have recorder and ukulele lessons for them. And then the main part of the site is uh, really for any age. And like you said all of our instructors are really badass players right. like you know these are guys that play on records for and with me all the time that you guys hear mm-hmm. and uh, you know like our our drum instructor Dylan Wissing he played the drums on Alicia Keys girl on fire Right. And uh, you know, so and he's teaching drums at music school online. Right, like right. I'm I'm going for it with this school. And the man. listeners know
0: who Dylan is. I've had him on the podcast and I also oh, then we have our drum breakfast club where we get together every morning and practice everything. So they're familiar with, with him and his credits and then you have Alvin Fields is on there. Yeah, and,
1: Alvin is what a storied career. Jeez, he's just you know, Alvin and I, uh we we sung the chant vocals on Kanye West Power. Mm-hmm. So when you hear hey, 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 that's me and Alvin Field singing that. And I mean Alvin has sung long before he ever met me, he, you know, this is what he's always done. He sung with, you know, Whitney Houston and Lenny Kravitz and Stevie Wonder and and nowadays Drake and Eminem and Kanye and J. Cole and all of these, you know, amazing, legendary people. And he's teaching the voice lessons at music school online. So right. it's, uh, it's uh, I'm I'm really, really lucky and fortunate to be uh, surrounded by the level of talent that I am. Uh, and, uh, and 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 the, the really one of the I don't know if it was unexpected. um but uh to see how passionate our instructors are you know i when you're when you're launching a company like this you figure like you're going to be the one who's hungry and you've got to rally the troops and convince everybody but but all of these guys want they have the same desire that i do right like we see music going away in the world mm-hmm. and i think everybody sees that yeah, yeah yeah music education is like it's on the decline and and all of us musicians are like hey we We had these opportunities because we had access to this stuff, and now people don't. So I think all of us collectively who uh, work at this company are really passionate about, uh, if you want it, enabling you to have the same access to music and music education uh, as we all had. Right, and
0: And it's a... Affordable price point, yeah, too. Yeah, 10 bucks a month. Right. <laughs> I mean,
1: man, you know, I mean, I, I think when I was, uh, uh, you know, a teenager growing up and taking private guitar lessons, one lesson a week was like $15 for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, our, our bottom tier, $10 a month gets you uh, six instrument lessons and uh uh, access to music theory and a couple other things and the the core gives you complete access to everything on an instrument so if you want to dig in and, and you know go through 10
0: tutorials in a month you can do that for mm-hmm. 15 bucks I it's mean awful. it's amazing and I th- you I'm sure that you know this but statistically people who play an instrument kids who, who play an instrument end up having better grades in I'm, school yeah. and more successful careers outside of school if they don't pursue music. It it's incredible. Or not the, I shouldn't say if they don't pursue music, but even if they don't pursue right, music. Right.
1: I yeah, I understand what you're what you're trying to say. Um yeah, it's I, I've I've seen the, the studies and the it's a it's a, it's it's, ama- it's amazing that, you know, the connectivity that music has with your brain mm-hmm. and and uh yeah I mean, I, I saw this thing on CNN the other day. There's this uh, junior school in Atlanta um, that, uh, that uh, teaches, you know, like underprivileged kids, but they teach, with, they teach regular school subjects utilizing music, and mm-hmm. they'll come up with, like, songs to learn certain, you know, theories or alphabet or whatever it is, and these kids are, uh, come out with higher grades, and, you know, they're beating the national average, across the board and it's all like music based it's and amazing it, it's uh, the, yeah the connectivity with with music and the rest of your life is just really incredible well
0: and they use i mean there's music therapy and, and all sorts of things i mean it's not just for music is not just to you know to learn to play an instrument or to right. maybe like play in a club i mean there's so many different uses and I don't think that people realize, I'm sure that a lot of people do because the people who are listening to this are musicians, but music is everywhere. I mean, you hardly, when do you ever hear a commercial without music? Right. Or when do you ever, you know, you walk into a store and there's music. I mean, music is everywhere. It's such an ingrained, it's, it's ingrained so, so much in our lives that when you don't have it, it's leaving this void Right. That people have. And I think that, you know, just the way that you need to learn music and, and practicing and, and applying things that you're learning and using them as building blocks, you can sort of take that and start applying it to your scholastic studies. And even outside of there, like it sounds crazy, but like friendships and relationships right. and things like that well, are like. Well, one, one thing, I mean, music just
1: typically just makes you happier. Right. I mean, the, I, the, the look that I've seen on people's faces like uh, I teach a lot of the guitar lessons on uh on the site, and um one of the first guitar lessons I teach uh Royals from lord and so the first thing you need to know is well there 's no guitar in Royals mm-hmm. so who really cares it's that and that I think that 's one of the great early lessons to learn about music is music is music, you know a piano part or a synthesizer part can be played on a guitar and right. vice versa right so if if you learn the the chords of what the song is doing you can play royals on guitar and the you know taking somebody who has probably wanted to play guitar for 2 or 3 years and been thinking about it and just scared to take that step and doesn't you don't have a path to get there and maybe you can't afford private lessons and or you know whatever and and then you you start taking lessons from music school online and you're playing royals on day 1 Like, the the look on a person's face when they have accomplished that is, like, that's magic. Mm -hmm. That's really an amazing feeling to see. So, you know, I think we're trying to bring that to everybody. And like I said, you know, out of that pool of people who just do music for the love and enjoyment of it, you're going to find those, you know, few people who become the really serious musicians. And obviously, everybody who teaches on this site has those chops and can get you as far as you want to go. Right. And, uh, so yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing feeling putting this all together, but it's also the biggest single undertaking I've ever uh, taken on in my entire life. You know, we're, we've been building it for two years. We're launching with over four hundred tutorials live on the site. Uh, we've already shot two hundred more. Uh, we've got a, a basically a nonstop shooting schedule. So. You know, my goal is by sometime in 2016 to have a 1,000 tutorials up on the site. And wow. it's this is something that, you know, is a, a real passion of mine and everybody working on it. And we're, you know, it's going to be in a constant state of getting built uh, and adding content and enhancing it. And, you know, my goal is to build the, the best, most connective, easiest site to use, funnest site to use, uh, and really try and become that, that vessel that uh, anybody who thinks that they're interested in music and had no uh, ability to get there before, uh, now you can find out for a very small amount of money if you're interested in playing. And there's, you know, we have a 14-day free trial, so you can check it out and right. see if it's, e- you know, even interesting to you. And, uh, and there's tons of free content on the site. And, you know, same with Audio School Online. Audio School Online, so Music School Online is a subscription um, based platform, audio school online is a la carte. You find what you want and you just buy that and download that. Cause the, the tutorials on audio school online are long form. Usually they're an hour to, to an hour and a half long. The, the tutorials on music school are usually like five to 15 minutes and they, you know, they teach you a song and teach you a skill mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're designed to, you know, pack all of the information in so that you can kind of rewind and check it out and learn certain parts. We have on-screen graphics. We have chord charts and split screens. And like the the piano instructions, we have, and I've never seen anybody do this, we have a mic, or sorry, we have a camera on the pedal foot so you can Mm -hmm. see how and when to pedal. We have a microphone or a a camera on the the piano keys and on the instructor as well. And uh, so you see how to play this song from every angle as your instructor is walking you through it and it's the the early feedback that we've gotten so far is that it's it's so easy for people to learn because of the enhanced content and because of how good our teachers are that you know that like people are really loving it so awesome. far. Hopefully it'll keep going that way.
0: <laughs> I think it will. I think it will. So you have audio school online. You have music school online, which I encourage people to check out both of them, especially, you know, if you want to learn an instrument or if you want to learn some, some audio stuff. And then where can people go if they want to learn more about you or, or get in touch with you or so, follow you? So
1: uh, my, uh, my mic- or my production and mixing website, whatever my kind of landing page is, iproducemusic.com, www.iproducemusic.com. Uh, and... Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I almost never use it. I'm terrible about Twitter. Um, I still, I'm still on Facebook pretty regularly, and uh, but it's, uh, I think it's Facebook forward slash Ken Lewis. Uh, Twitter is at Ken Lewis Music. Uh, I think we have an Audio School Twitter account. I should know what that is, but it's not coming to me right now. I'll so. link to
0: it in the show notes yeah, for, for the podcast.
1: Good, but I, I'm not hard to find. If you you know, if you're trying to locate me and it takes more than ten seconds, then you know you're you're not doing a very good job of looking because I'm pretty easy to find.
0: <laughs> well, good deal, man. Well, Ken, thank you so much for doing this, man. Congratulations uh, on all your success. You. You, got your new, you got some plaques in the mail today, didn't you? Or Dylan just got his plaque. D-
1: Dylan got his plaque, and now I'm totally. jealous. i got to get mine. Yeah, yeah, for the
0: Eminem one. So. Well, congratulations on all your success. I thank wish you, you nothing but success in the future with the sites, with your producing, and all that stuff, and it was great having you on the podcast.
1: Likewise, man. Thanks
0: for having me. Absolutely, man. All right, take care. So there you have it, the one and only Ken Lewis. I hope you got a ton of information out of that because I know I did. Sitting down with him was just, it was awesome. And anything that we talk about in this podcast, you can check out at drummersresource.com forward slash session 121. I'll have all the links of how you can get in touch with Ken and his music school online, his audio school online, and all of that stuff. Also, if you're interested in the coaching that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, if you want me as your mentor, your one-on-one coach, send me an email at coaching at drummersresource.com and we'll set up a quick 15-minute introductory phone call, Skype call to see if you're right for the coaching, see if you can afford it and see if we're good to work together and see if I can help you. So yeah, coaching at drummersresource.com if you're interested and we'll go from there. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.